Not, no, no, no. The other Mac versus PC guy. Oh, uh, yes. I know yes, him. Yes, that dude. Yeah. I wouldn't be forgetting uh, his name if I weren't on the spot right now. Uh, I think his name is John. <laughs> yeah, John Hodgman. John, John Hodgman. Hodgman. Yeah. If John Hodgman was the scientist. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 305 with a review of Lucy. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. If you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, this week, we are talking about Luke Besson's Lucy, Scarlett Johansson taking some drugs accidentally and going crazy, expanding her mind and doing magical powery type stuff how are you guys doing i'm doing well um yeah as well as can be after having uh ingested so much uh ch4 or whatever (laughs) i I was gonna say as as well as i could be after snorting so much coke that apparently i did when i watched lucy last night (laughs) (laughs) i have my dollar bill out you know my credit card I, I, I love, to, it. I love yeah. that basically they're like the, the drug that she's taken is Heisenberg's meth. <laughs> Except a little, uh, yeah. yeah. Just a little finer ground. Like basically Tuco smashing it with the back of his knife <laughs> and they're packing it in bags <laughs> and shoving it inside of people. Instead of sniffing it, uh, they're, you know, they're sniffing it through like colored uh, bendy straws. <laughs> well, that's, that's how you get the real high off it, right? That's the one that makes you laugh hysterically. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> As it but bounces you, around the bendy straw, that's where it takes on more power. You know what? You know what? I'm surprised, and maybe I just haven't come across it yet. But like, you know, there has to be a critic out there who was just—they didn't even have to like the movie. They were probably just sitting on it, going like, "Oh, I can't wait to use 'I Love Lucy' as my pull quote." Oh God! <laughs> I didn't you, even think of that. You know that somebody has okay, done you, that. Okay. Or, do you or, think there are more or less of that or Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds references? Uh, well, so I already saw someone do that. trip. On well, Deadline, I, they said Lucy in the Sky since it made a lot of money this weekend. Okay. I, I, I'm still waiting for a scientist to have their blogs that say, Lucy, you have some splaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in, inquisitively, uh, you know. <laughs> there, we got to talk about the science in your movie. <laughs> Repositioning their glasses, you know, pushing them back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think it's safe to say we were all pretty excited for this film, am I correct? <laughs> Uh, you oh. were incorrect on my part. What? Steven was not excited oh, for this? I was not excited for this film. Oh, Dude, damn. Scarjo, drugs, powers, Luke Besson, like what? what? <laughs> I, <laughs> for, the, for, like... The same, for the same reason I was not excited about Transcendence is when, <laughs> when I hear like a particular brand of faux science being stated. For some reason, the phrase like at 40%, you can stop time. Drove me horse. <laughs> batshit well, crazy. So Steven when is I... too smart for <laughs> okay. this movie. So, so, dude, like the the the, the Lucy, um, the ads they were running during World Cup were, were like that. They were the worst. It was like ten percent is this, twenty percent is this, thirty percent is this. Find out what happens when Lucy reaches one hundred percent at LucyMovie.com/slash one hundred percent or whatever. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> made me not want to see the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, a- any any other person this film was coming from. 
uh, I would have been like, oh, this is going to be a terrible movie. But like Luke Besson can put his name on like a bag of shit. And I'll be like, oh, sign me up. Where, where are you at? <laughs> he, he frequently he has, does. He has done that before and still have shown and I'm, up. And yes. I'm always excited. I'm never not excited. Like, So like, I, I, I benefited from having temporarily forgotten this was a Luke Besson movie. I knew at one point in my life. And then in like the week leading up to this, I had not thought about who created the film. And yeah. it wasn't until the credits rolled that it was like, oh, Luc Besson, that makes so much sense now. Like, <laughs> what I just watched. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we should uh-huh. clarify that Luc Besson actually directed this one. This is not one of his uh, producing gigs where he just slaps his name on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like uh, Three Days to Kill or, or Brick Mansions or something like that. Yeah. But you see, Luc Besson has this weird ability where, you know, he like, he puts his name on so many movies that, you know, there's, like, one every, like... For every, like, three or four shitty ones, there's always one that, that ends up sticking. Yeah. but, but So, will this one have stuck? But his nature, too, is, like, he is... He has he has that thing that Michael Bay has, where, like, Michael Bay has an idea of what he likes and what he thinks is cool, and then he just goes crazy ridiculous to that direction Luke right. Besson just really really likes certain things and they appeal, appeal to him and when he when he sees something like that like yeah he's gonna slap his name on it throw some money at it because he just wants to see that movie himself like yeah. so he, he has just this quality this playful playful nature and a, just a, a pure enjoyment of these like silly action premises yes. and for some reason like he should be in the exact same camp as Michael Bay as far as as what I view him as, but instead I view him as this like really fun guy who really just enjoys movies of this type, and like I can't for some reason I don't fault him for it the same way that I do Michael Bay. Yeah, I mean I th- I think that uh, you know I appreciate Luke Besson for the very for the very same reasons. I mean I think that even if it is going to be a not-so-great movie that he put his name on, um, I'm glad that he is the playful Frenchman uh, <laughs> who who likes to make silly action movies because I, I feel like the, the silly action movies are always a lot more fun than the serious ones. Yeah. So... I mean, that's what that's what you go to the movies for. I mean, you don't, you don't go to a movie like Lockout for the seriousness. I mean, you want to see Guy Pearce floating around in a space jail punching dudes and that movie is so damn good too like i don't <laughs> like there's no way that should have been as awesome as it was no i mean uh that's that that's the kind of movie you want to see uh you know so yeah i mean when you see a movie like lucy advertised you're like yes please i want to see scarlett johansson getting all maria full Done of grace sentence getting all yeah exactly <laughs> end of sentence but uh once you add in the fact that like oh she's gonna get maria full of grace and she's gonna get superpowers and you know try to kick the shit out of bradley cooper or something uh yeah that's the thing is like when i saw this movie i was like this is basically limitless but with like the actor that guys would like to watch instead of the actor that girls would like to watch you know what's funny though is that i read in an interview that luke Besson has been sitting on this idea for like a decade uh so maybe i don't know i mean it's fine though because it's like so many movies copy each other and i'm glad that you know he just still decided you know after limitless came out he was still just like i don't care i make my own limitless mine's going to i think he he was spending he was spending like that whole decade trying to find a a attractive young woman who could play a robot and then he saw under the skin and he's like oh perfect perfect (laughs) He got like a huge, yeah, exactly. Um, 
But you know what's funny though is like it's 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 totally cool because it's just like you know what they've remade like Point Break seven times already and they're called Fast and Furious. Like it just doesn't matter. It's like you know who cares? We can have Limitless and Lucy can coexist. Yes. He's and the next his... next next year they'll be Lucyless. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, what do you say guys, we get into this, uh, episode? Yep. All right. All right. We're going to take a listen to this crazy trailer for Lucy and then let you know what we thought of the film. What happened? What did you do to my stomach? What's going on? We merely slipped a new package into your lower tummy and you're going to transport something very special to us. Somebody put a bag of drugs inside me. I need you to take it out. It's leaking. It is estimated most human beings only use 10% of the brain's capacity. Imagine if we could access 100%. Interesting things begin to happen. Yes? Professor Norman, my name's Lucy. I just read all your research on the human brain. It's a little rudimentary, but you're on the right track. Thank you. I have access to 28% of my cerebral capacity. I can feel every living thing. Since when did you start writing Chinese? Since an hour ago. What happens when she reaches 100%? I have no idea. All this knowledge, you can unlock secrets that go beyond our universe. I'm not even sure that mankind is ready for it. It's like all things that make me human are fading away. Okay, so you just listened to the trailer for Lucy. This is a film in which, uh, you know, some some crazy bad guys got this crazy synthetic drug and they're packing it inside of human beings and using them to smuggle it uh, into various places. And uh, one of these people has some of that drug released into their system, this person being Scarlett Johansson, and the effects of that drug are mind-exploding and let her untap possibilities of brain uh, power that were theoretically no longer or not possible before this moment. And as she expands higher and higher percentages of brain capacity, she gains crazier and crazier abilities that allow her to do crazier and crazier things. So, uh, Carson, what did you think of this film? Uh, well, just, uh, you know, basing on the films that Luc Besson has directed, I think that this is uh, the most satisfying and wholly entertaining film that Luc Besson has made since The Fifth Element. Like, I think that this <laughs> is 
this is a return to form for Mr. Bassan. Like, I think we were all disappointed with the family, and somehow I still think this movie is almost like a meta, you know, obviously not, but you can look at it as like some sort of meta commentary on the fact that, you know, Luke Bassan somehow snorted something and his <laughs> imaginative process got, you know, reignited and uh, he came out with this film. And it's funny because, you know, Lucy and Luke, I mean, they're only one letter apart. Uh, he's really just funneling himself. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is playing him, obviously. That's what uh, that's what this movie is trying to tell us. <laughs> so um, this movie should have actually been called Lukey. Lukey, pro- yeah. Pronounced differently. I, that's, that's the correct pronunciation. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's crazy how I'm glad that he you know, did it, it, this didn't end up being like the family again. I I think that this is exactly the kind of stuff that, you know, he's done in the past and I hope he continues making. Like, I I think that uh, it just, it's the, it's the crap, it's the stupid B movie. Like we've been waiting, like there's, there's one every year and a couple years ago, it was lockout. A couple years before that, it was the A team. Like this is the this is this year's. <laughs> the A team is so freaking good. This is this is this year's A team slash lockout. Whatever. I mean, this is you know we sat through three days of kill and brick mansions. Those failed us. Uh, Lucy is here, uh, and she's gonna kick the shit out of everyone. And then I mean, the movie is incredibly stupid, and it is embraces it wholeheartedly, and. I, I loved it for that. I mean, this movie doesn't waste its time getting into things, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's in and out, and it's just here to punch things and have Scarlett Johansson act uh, crazy and uh, awesome. And uh, I just, I think the, the, the concept is very much in the vein of, you know, like we mentioned, Limitless, but... It's pretty different. I mean, they, they. I mean, it's the same, but they they go in a different route for sure. And uh, it really just puts transcendence to shame. Like, I mean, uh, that movie was <laughs> slow as shit already. But man, they really like. Obviously, he didn't. But it's almost like Luke Besson was just like, oh, this movie's too slow. I make movie faster. Um, with uh, you know, it's just. It, it's just night and day, really, comparison between that film and. Um, Oh man, it's just it's just a completely entertaining movie, and uh, it, it it really kind of gets into this weird sci fi ness uh, that uh, I wasn't expecting, and it, it's pretty cool. I mean, like the, this is the kind of movie that just wastes no time. I mean, there's that scene where like Morgan Freeman is just like, "Oh, hello, this is Doctor So." He, like he's introducing Scarlett Johansson to all these doctors, and she's like, "It's okay, I already know who they are." Like, it's just like, we don't, you know, it's, it's so perfect because she's so smart that you don't have to waste time with this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I think that's a, that's a plus for this movie because really like I, in movies like this, I don't, I don't want to know that. Like, I just want to see like what I came to see. And, uh, I think it delivers on all aspects in that, in that field. And it was great. And we get to, to get to have like, uh, the guy from uh, Old Boy as the villain, like that was cool. I didn't know he was gonna be in this movie, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of cool stuff in it, and I think it's 
exactly the kind of movie you want to see kind of the end of summer movie just a dumb like like mindless fun and uh it succeeds at that because like we've said in the past or you know i've stated and we've talked about that um you know it it's it's actually hard to make a movie that's this dumb like i like you have to (laughs) like you really have to be creative to make a movie this dumb like you can't just be like oh we're gonna throw a lot of crazy shit in and it's just gonna be awesome it's like no, like that's not how it's, it's like you really have to have someone with the imagination of Luc Besson to to pull this off of that level. So, uh yeah, I I think uh I enjoyed it. So, well this brings up the big question though because clearly this film was aimed to do exactly what Carson expected to and you know, we'll find out in a moment probably what I expected it to. <laughs> but Stephen was the one person not excited and the one person who has uh, problems with things that are this dumb. Mm-hmm. So, Stephen, did it work for you in the way that it worked for Carson, or did your inability to accept the dumbness of the plot uh, affect your enjoyment of the film? So, um, I, I like the comment that he probably watched Transcendence and decided, like, oh, I could do better. Because I think with the thought that went into it, he had time to watch Transcendence come out and still film <laughs> and create this movie <laughs> over the next two months. Look, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Like, maybe I missed. Maybe if I went into it thinking, "Oh, I love Luke Besson, and I'm supposed to love him," so everything he does, if it's dumb, it's purposely dumb, and that makes it great. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I, I just have to disagree. I found this movie so. I'm not even disagreeing. I found it so stupid, <laughs> in every stretch of the way, and not like, not stupid in the sense that like, it was a like thrilling level of ridiculousness that I was having a blast with. It was more just like, oh, God, no. She's calling her mother, saying she remembers what her breast milk tastes like now. What? It- <laughs> but she was having surgery at the same time. What is- it wasn't what is brain surgery, on? though. It was abdominal dude, surgery. Dude, and she shot that dude, which is like, he wasn't going to make it anyway. Like, come on. <laughs> like, she, okay. was, she was in touch with all of her feelings at once. She, she <laughs> exactly. Could ha- she was reliving these. She was tapping into parts of her memory that weren't actually there, but had been recorded in time. And she mm-hmm. was just gaining access to them I know, now. I know, I know. And so totally, yeah. I, I, I get it. So because she uses, you know, she has... <laughs> 20%, which is like two people standing next to each She's other a now. Dolphin now. She can look back in time and see. Two heads are better than one. She had two minds in one yeah, head. Yeah, dude, she, she had double, a dolphin brain at that point. Double the pleasure, double the fun. Uh, exactly. Okay, so I'm fine. I'm fine with unscientific things. Like, clearly, I'm totally cool with movies that build a world where they establish these are the rules, this is the premise of the world, now look at what we're going to do to it. In this movie, I did not feel like, like he built a premise, Morgan Freeman is talking, blah, 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 we only use 10% of our brains. What could happen if we got to 20? Well, I, as a professor, hypothesize you could. <laughs> it's like, well, as an actor in the movie Dolphin Tale 1 yeah. and 2, <laughs> well, no, I but know a I, thing about dolphins. No, but no, but you s- could probably with control a, people's minds. <laughs> seriously, seriously, though, with the dolphin thing, so... so Okay, so (laughs) I don't know why I'm even justifying. (laughs) There's nothing to justify. So here's the thing. He has this Morgan Freeman speech as his way of saying, look, I know none of this is factual, but I'm going to have a fake 
uh, authoritative figure explaining the way this universe works and then just go with it because we are pre-establishing the rules of this universe. <laughs> so he says humans are 10%. He says dolphins are 15 or 20% or whatever, and that their increased capacity for their brain allowed them to have a greater sonar than any other creature in existence on the planet. So he's attributing a specialized skill to that creature because he has more brain capacity than anything else on the planet. Mm -hmm. So he's establishing that higher brain capacity equals like unnatural abilities towards something. And then he's extrapolating that into uh, where that could go from then. It is the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah, so but the, the it, problem it's, is it's I, logically consistent with his universe. Yeah, so I don't, okay, so and what is the, logically consistent the about... Like, hum, hum, yes. What is logically consistent about at 20% she can call someone and tell him to pick up the red pen that's next to him on the other side of the world? Where <laughs> do they it, even try to explain the world her where sonar this is, is activated, her power? dude. Um, um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's string theory. <laughs> Like, they didn't even try. And the pro there were other times when they did try. Like, they show her seeing radio waves being called up, and that's how she finds who is calling and where it's from. There were so many things where I felt like they decided, like, this effect would be cool. Should we try to make it make sense within our world? Eh, who cares? <laughs> Look, she already did it. Boom. That's how fast it moves. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's kind of the argument that I had or that we were discussing in Transformers uh, 4, which was that I Michael Bay made like he he created a structure for the movie and then after that it was just like you know i don't care and then all this stuff is gonna happen you know and and who cares if it makes sense it's just gonna you know be absurd uh and i feel like that's kind of the same thing that luke Besson was doing where he was just like i don't care if anything is very consistent or logically sound it's just like I want to see Scarlett Johansson just like move people up to a ceiling. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I, I feel like it was just kind of like, I know this isn't scientifically accurate and I don't care. Well, I, and I think too, what he's going for is just this idea that like literally all matter is interconnected and that because yeah. everything is uh chance, like it basically he's, a, you know, he's clearly believing in evolution. So he's stating that like, th like the fact that this drug is, uh, synthesized um, you know chemical that is generated by the woman when she's pregnant during a certain part of the baby's development which increases like whatever blah 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 basically it's saying that like theoretically Scarlett Johansson's current state at the end of this film or you know dur as she's she's uh, getting crazier and crazier in the film is a theoretical of evolutionary step that man could reach at some point in time she's just been rapidly thrown to this position by the chemical that she's ingested mm -hmm. so or accidentally sucked into her blood whatever um so like it's <laughs> losing myself in my own attempts to uh to combine the story so, so basically what it's saying is that like since all matter is interconnected anyways and she's just reached this enlightened state that like when she's telling him to pick up the red pen she's probably seeing it through the knowledge of that that he knows the pen is there and she's able to tap into that because she is connected to him because she's connected to everything in, in the mm -hmm. world at that point because she's a few percent more than a dolphin she yeah. is everywhere <laughs> but even at that point that that point she was a little bit higher than I. no believe, i'm pretty sure she was 20 percent. i think i wrote it down um <laughs> anyway did, did you write that down on your beer coaster <laughs> <laughs> i i yeah. just did dude this is a I, I felt like the like okay to. so it, 
you you acknowledge that it has B movie appeal, like out the like that's exactly what it is. It and is that, nothing more than a B movie. Yeah, yeah, it's but like movies B are B appeal. movies because they're B movies. <laughs> like unless it's a famous person who made it, nobody says like, oh, dude, this B movie, it was great. It wasn't good enough to <laughs> to but, be but an A it, movie. If this if this was Car- Carson's follow up to White Saw, you would be high fiving him. Oh yeah, no, and, of like, course. <laughs> yeah, so grading grading on a curve, I would be <laughs> I'd be blown away, but. See, like her acting felt so stilted and robotic, and not in like a cool. But I think that was intentionally it's, it's, though. It's, it's no, it was like the worst improv class. Let me I see what was, a robotic was, person is going to look like. I thought she I was thought fantastic was, in this uh, movie. Yeah, no, I thought Scarlett Johansson <laughs> totally nailed this role. Like when she comes, when she comes in and she's doing like the weird, like autistic, like head movements, and she's like uh, interpreting everything. Uh, oh, you're killing I thought, me. I, I thought that was. I thought that was totally. It it gave like. In a movie that has no sense of realism, <laughs> it gave it a layer of realism, at least somewhat, to be like, okay, if someone had this drug put into them, it, it gave you a sense of like, okay, maybe this is how they would react to things. Like, because okay, I don't, don't because get me they're, wrong. They're, I, don't, I don't blame her. Like, I'm sure she did whatever the direction was to the best of her ability, like, Oh, it just drove me crazy. <laughs> After here's, seeing her here's, in a movie like like her or something where I know she can have like <laughs> like she can express the same thing of I'm getting so much better and so much faster. I see things that no one else does. And she knows how to be a human and in this instead it oh it's just so that that was the whole thing though is is what this drug did to her was completely suppress and remove all all sense of humanity in her like she she had evolved to the point in which she had no connection with humans just like in her except for in her she remained to have a human um she had a human personality and she actually cared about stuff this removed like the emotions because she understood in like you know (laughs) algorithmically that there was no (laughs) point in feeling any way like that she did not have to explain the algorithm Ex- except for the one moment where she's with the french guy who you're not supposed to care about and says i need to keep you around to remind me which goes nowhere dude but- i totally well, thought okay, she here, was gonna have sex with him and have here, like a lucy okay, child here's, here's the thing here's the thing okay here, here's here's the thing that you have to like celebrate and high five this movie for so you have these scenes where morgan freeman is explaining the way that cells work mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's saying that basically there, there are only two things that you can do. If there's a harsh ass environment, you basically have to figure out a way to. Uh, I, I'm, you know, okay. I don't even remember the way you said it, but basically it's like you either die and pass stuff on, or you become immortal. Those are the two things that you can do. If you totally. can't survive the 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 environment, you pass it on. If everything is perfect and harmonious, then you just live forever. That that's the idea of how the, these cells work. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he's setting up the premise that. Um, if Scarlett Johansson is uh, approaching a state in which she cannot continue to survive, if the environment is too harsh for her, then she needs to pass on information. So in any other filmmaker's film with this exact same premise, Scarlett Johansson would be going around sleeping with dudes trying to pass on her lineage. And in this film, they're alluding to the fact that that is a possibility, but they figure out an alternate way for her to live on in that she's literally, like, the whole point of reproducing is to pass on information. So she, in our modern age, can figure out a way to pass on information without needing to reproduce. So, mm-hmm. like, you have to give the the film credit for taking it there instead of just turning this into, like, hot chick sleeping with dudes no, yeah, for the rest too, of the film. That's why I think I went into this movie partly because I had forgotten the name behind it, expecting bad 
<laughs> um, <laughs> but in like the normal bad kind of way, the way where the, so I went to a packed show on Friday night, it was 1040 in like the tenderloin, like not the good area of San Francisco. And it was full. Like I got there and had to find one seat in the very back, like between a bunch of people. And I was expecting at least the kind of dumb movie that they were going to go like apeshit for. And I didn't get that either. Like I got a very kind of stylized art housey version of that movie, which I think alienated them like, like, like the people that were really into seeing it. And, but at the same time, for someone like me who would have maybe appreciated the, the left, left field decisions that they made, I was so frustrated by what felt like an empty, ridiculous, like lack of a point of view and faux philosophic, we're all one and time is unity, blah, blah, blah. See, don't you get it now? Look, we're the fountain. Ah, that, it, uh, I don't know. I, it really, it really didn't work for me. I, I felt like he was trying to make a movie like The Fountain or something that that goes super like balls to the wall artsy at the end, but I was just so out of it, so not in it at all. I mean, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything art house about this movie. I don't know. That was just you, my you don't think the decisions at the end were like going back in time and white behind her and nothing but her getting all I I, I think maybe it was art like house a, is the wrong word, but it certainly was like stylized. A, it, was, it was like Luke Besson's stylized take on Tree of Life or something. Yeah, okay. Well it, it's funny because that that scene I couldn't hate because the whole time I was thinking, Yeah, suck that Carson, how would they do this practically? <laughs> <laughs> well I do want to bring this up. Uh I think um I, I'm totally fine with the like ridiculous looking dinosaurs. I think the whole movie had that sort of stylized over the top, almost cartoony feel. Um, so I'm fine when she's like Scarlett Johansson's like tree of life in it at the end. And there's some fake ass looking dinosaurs. But, uh, but I will say though, dude, that ape, uh, minus the cruddy looking face, uh, was a good ape. Like, I think that, I think, other that, than other than the fact it was modeled after human uh, posing instead of being actually modeled after ape stances and stuff like that. No, yeah, it's but not I'm, really I'm just, an ape, right? It's Lucy. It's an right, in between. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I'm just saying, like, the fact that it was actually a person in makeup was. I I I'm glad that I enjoyed that. Like I, I thought that <laughs> even though like, you didn't like the face, <laughs> the yeah. the face was pretty bad. But I'm just saying, like, if those are the apes that had been in the new apes, I would have been a little more accepting of them. That movie would have been shit if it was. But anyways, I don't want to talk about the ending part of us. I just want to say the part of this film where you should have, like, keyed in, Stephen, to the the uh, the tone and the quality of what you were supposed to be watching is, um, for people listening who haven't seen the film, uh, Scarlett Johansson has these drugs that she's supposed to deliver. She has them in a briefcase. The, you know, the bad guys don't know whether that briefcase actually contains the drugs or possibly contains some sort of explosion so they want Scarlett Johansson to open this briefcase because then if it explodes it only hurts her and not them um so they pack the room full of guys holding riot shields that only cover their upper body and just stack them in a row around her like that was the stupidest most hilariously awesome like moment ever like you know the main bad guy and his little henchmen walk outside the hall and stand around a wall and then everybody else just comes in holding up riot shields like like what would that do if there was a bomb it would just kill everybody anyway like, yeah dude it's like, just at the lackeys that's what they're supposed to be there for but it, that just just that scene was 
was like, it, first of all, it was badass. Like the idea that he just like snaps his fingers and the guys like, sure, I'll stand in front of a possible explosion. This is sweet. <laughs> well, maybe they thought it was going to be like an explosion of candy or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was just freaking hilarious because it'd be one thing if they were like full body height riot shields and they all kneeled down and like. Or if it was you know, like metal or something. Or, or, I, and, I don't and know. open the back window or something. Something that would allow the explosion to be carried in any direction other than a confined area like Hitler bunker style. Like it was just. Like that right there, I just was, I started laughing as soon as they came in. Um, and it just, that, that, even that whole scene with like the translator over the speakerphone and her <laughs> trying to talk to him and him like wiping blood off of his goggles after just horribly like mutilating somebody in the other room. That was, uh, that like, was hilarious. It, it was badass. Uh, it was and, totally badass, dude. And hey, hey, Scarlett Johansson wasn't acting like a robot there. Did you think her acting was all right in that scene? Yeah, no, she was fine until I mean, she I, went crazy. I enjoyed, <laughs> I actually enjoyed the fact that that scene played on maybe a little bit longer than it would have in another movie, uh, just because that was probably the most, you know, I don't know, it just got you sort of invested a little more, even though the movie uh, didn't didn't particularly need that, but uh, I think that it was an interesting choice to have that scene play out the way that it did, um, so... Yeah, no, I, I, I think that uh, oh, there was something else I was going to say, and I don't remember. Um, and, oh, I was going to mention how, how you said, you know, this movie could have just been like uh, Scarlett Johansson going around having sex with dudes. And I think that maybe that would have been in a lesser film. And I think Luke Besson, I mean, he's known for having uh, strong female characters. And I think that uh, I, I think his decision to not do that was uh, a good one. And uh, also, I do think, you know, that was intended to be set up that way where, you know, she was only at like, I don't know, 60% or whatever at, at that point in time. And it was like, yeah, she could only control matter. <laughs> but, she, but then like when she became uh, more, you know, more powerful, then she realized I can, you know, do something else uh, instead of uh, reproducing, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I think it was I think it was definitely intentionally there. Uh, and uh yeah, I mean, you know, the, it's just, I don't know, there's a lot of creativity like to I'll, it, I guess. I'll say it was not bad at all in the way I expected going in, <laughs> but it just substituted for a different kind, which made it, it was an interesting bomb, in my opinion, but that doesn't make it not a bomb. And I really don't know if a no-name director had made it, if it would have more than like 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> i think it still would have had i think it still would have been entertaining for I, sure i like, think people go in with such a benefit of the doubt of look at his homage to b movies instead of wow what a shitty movie i don't think well, it's necessarily I, I, an homage to b movies i think that's this is just his style like mm. that's you know he likes making these silly action movies and and uh you know even even a movie like the professional um which is a little a little more you know more serious for sure in tone I mean, even that movie is, is definitely has its silly side, you know, uh, for sure. Um, but I, I really wanted to, to mention the car chase scene in this movie is really excellent. Like, it's really awesome. Like, it's it's a good... I mean... <laughs> the guy who hates CG loves that car chase dude, scene. Dude, come on, Chris. Awesome. Back, come, back me up on this. It's a good... No, no, no. It, 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 it's, it's an awesome car chase scene. I loved it. I just think it's funny that you loved it, regardless of the fact that it's like 90% CG. No, but I'm just saying... I, I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, it's a good mix of the two. Like, I think that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's, funny, what's funny, too, is I was at the uh, 
that intersection at the Arc de Triomphe where there's this ridiculous circle that they drive through. And I was thinking two weeks ago, like, it would be insane to try to drive fast here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and then this movie, oh, well, the solution is she just parts cars with her brain, and, and that's how she gets through. But but I just wanted to, to mention, I mean, I think that that sequence, along with some of these other sequences or aspects, Luc Besson has the right idea. I mean, he's, he's at least doing a, a mesh of the two, which is good. I do agree that, uh, you know, the CGI is pretty subpar. But, I mean, this is a movie that, like I said, is very cartoony at times, you know. It's, yeah. it's a movie that doesn't exist in the real world whatsoever. And I can get on board with that sort of, you know, I can more get on board with it than, you know, if this movie was trying to be, like, a very serious film and, you know, there's dinosaurs walking around like in that you know then it would i think take you out more it especially would for me um, I, I think i think the way we fix this for steven is just pretend like those bags that were inserted into her her stomach were actually just bags full of midichlorians yeah. and uh, when it released into <laughs> her system she the percentage level was how in touch with the force she was yeah no no so, i actually was it, going to say if they had established some magical world instead of like the faux science of this world, I would maybe have been a little bit more on board. There would have been fewer moments that made me go like, what? That doesn't follow from what you said at all. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Anyway, it, it, Chris. Yeah, I, this movie also, I was just going to say, this movie also really does feel like the uh, the dumbed down mainstream version of Under the Skin. Like, I think, <laughs> I think it, it would be it a good... Is. I think it would be a good double feature to watch uh, Under the Skin and then just really let your mind go and watch Lucy. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it has like that same sort of weird uh, sci-fi cocaine feel, except in a much more mainstream vibe. Yeah, and I heard that this movie was also filmed mostly with strangers and Scarlett Johansson in the street reacting to her parting cars <laughs> with her mind. <laughs> so yeah, all, totally. All those really authentic reactions they had to being thrown on the ceiling was pretty... They were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Very, very daring film. <laughs> Chris, what did you think of the movie? <laughs> oh, we never actually figured out yet? We never officially went over. No, I, yeah, I mean, I, I love this movie. Um, oh, I, I love it for all its stupid, crappy goodness. Um, like, as, as uh. I said, like, like e- even <laughs> e- even the really terrible on the nose, we're going to cut to nature sh- shots of, like, <laughs> cheetahs of cheetah, about cheetah. to chase down <laughs> And she's wearing, a like, a cheetah outfit. She's wearing a cheetah outfit. It's, like, so... <laughs> like, it was, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but it just, it had this arrogance to it that, like, that worked in a not, like, t- like, usually, like, arrogance annoys me. Like, you're like, uh, this stupid asshole thinks he's the greatest thing in the world but i'm like no this stupid asshole is the greatest thing in the world <laughs> it was just it, it was uh yeah i like i i enjoyed the hell of it. it it's really stupid i love its commitment to being stupid um i love that there's that it, it, like they you know they create a world mostly just by morgan freeman talking which um i'm fine because i love listening to him talk about you know science in through the wormhole with morgan freeman um in this case i just know that that science isn't true um but it, it's it's fun just listening to him set up the world and actually set it up in a way that it, this isn't just scarlett johansson with unlimited power this is her with seemingly unlimited power for a finite amount of time because of the nature of which her you know her, her cells were like 
reproducing it like a thousand times normal or whatever the hell the reason was. Basically, she cannot sustain herself at this level. So there's just that there's there are there are stakes to her ab- ability to exist in our world um, as she's a pre like when she hits 100 percent like that's. You know, it's theoretically game over for her. Like, as she goes on in this film, she knows that, like, oh, she can't possibly sustain this forever. Um, there's literal scenes where she's not sustaining it forever. Um, so, like, I don't know. I, I, I thought its commitment to what it was going for was hilariously awesome. I enjoyed it. Um, obviously, this wasn't, like, an Inception-y level film. This is not or a even attempting to be. schnazy film at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, like, a world, like, spark notes that, eh, I mean, maybe you can... <laughs> You can it, maybe been... imagine, yeah, she saw the pen, blah, 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 she, she threw stuff, <laughs> she reads minds now, oh, look, she's what, a no, computer. Uh, so so, so in, in our review uh, that we already recorded that will come after this review of, of uh, Boyhood, there I, at one point I referenced, I forget exactly what I said, but I was saying, like, um, it, like so, something they were talking about sound, sounded like a, a getting high or getting drunk moment. Um, this film was like that moment when you're inebriated from some sort of chemical that isn't ch whatever 40 25 11 <laughs> the, the um, fetus juice or whatever yeah this isn't fetus juice uh from heisenberg um but like the the th- this is that moment where like someone's like wait 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 what if that like thing people say about 10 percent capacity was true okay just stick with me stick with me <laughs> what if that was true but then what if it wasn't true for you what if, like, you like you, like, you saw Limitless, right? What if, like, that drug, instead of making you super smart, just made you, like, super powered? And then, like, <laughs> you go off and you start doing It's like a Jedi, yeah, bro. I, I, much like her 100%, I couldn't maintain that conversation uh, There's the whole time. There's such a fine line between how you would describe this as awesomely stupid and how you would tear it to shreds with that same voice and that same description. <laughs> no, no. You know what? Like, I, I, am, I am 100%, like able to uh, concede that to you like i i you know part of it is just that it's luke Besson. part of it is that like he is intercutting it with all this stupid ridiculous stuff like the 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 animal like because he isn't taking it seriously it it makes me go like oh look at you oh you <laughs> so okay so let me uh i think this sums up who i thought the movie was made for and who directed it is the IMDb, I, I just went on and found, like, the first message board thread name. Only stupid and religious people will dislike this movie because it questions <laughs> everything they were raised to believe, makes them look dumb when presented with the logic of science compared to their man-made fantasy. <laughs> wow. Wow. So the person who thinks this is science is the person whom I vehemently hated so badly when watching this movie. Yikes. <laughs> that person really I, just doesn't get it i think nope. that person was trolling <laughs> that has to be a fake comment like it doesn't make any sense at all i don't if it is then everyone responding are trolling too because they're saying like like <laughs> yeah that's a good point blah 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 blah, blah. yeah they I, you can never trust imdb message boards anyway i just had to throw uh throw, throw that in there <laughs> but no, like I, I, I'm, I'm totally aware that this movie is dumb as hell. Yeah. Um, and I just, it, it was a dumb and hell. It was, a, it was, a, it was a type of as dumb as hell that allowed me to enjoy the crap out of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, maybe with uh, uh, you know, not Scarlett Johansson in the lead role, and maybe with not Morgan Freeman giving out all the science. Uh, like if it was like if the scientist was like, um, uh, freaking what's his name. 
damn it, this doesn't work if I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> if the scientist just, was Johnny Depp uh, no, 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 sleepwalking no, no. through transcendence. <laughs> no, I, I was I was I was gonna make a comment. Like what what if it was like a, a, a comedian who's known for playing like a a uptight, like intelligent um Christopher Lloyd. Not not, not Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. Damn it, what is uh Pretend I said nothing because I can't remember his freaking name. It, Mark it just Evan totally. Jackson. I don't know. No, no, no. Um, is one of the guys who used to be a correspondent on the Daily Show? Um, Steve Carell. No, John Oliver. No, nope. keep going. Nope, keep going. Rob Riggle. <laughs> no, nope. Asif, Asif Monby. Nope. Uh, John Stewart. Nope. <laughs> um. <laughs> this is the worst uh, like, two minutes Rob, of the podcast. Rob Cordery. Rob Cordery. Nope, nope. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, I think we've literally named all the Susan... famous correspondents. No. Uh, Kristen Schaal. <laughs> was she ever on The Daily Show? <laughs> yeah, she's been on The Daily Show, right? Like, as a guest or a correspondent? No, she's been a correspondent. She was a correspondent, yeah. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think we've named, like, all just, the famous. Just stop guessing while I, while I look uh, this up. What's his face? The Hispanic uh, owl? No, uh, no. Wyatt Cenac, obviously. Stop guessing, Dad. <laughs> Uh, uh, now I'm trying to remember the book he wrote. <laughs> oh, 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 uh, uh, Stephen Colbert. No, 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 I know, I think I know who you're talking about now. A uh, Mac vs. PC dude. Yes, Justin that Long. guy. Justin Long. No, not Justin no, no, Long. No, 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 the other Mac vs. PC guy. Oh, uh, yes. I know yes, him. Yes, that dude. Yeah. I wouldn't be forgetting uh, his name if I weren't on the spot right now. Uh, I think his name <laughs> is John. Yeah, John Hodgman. John, John Hodgman. Hodgman. Yeah. If John Hodgman was the scientist. Boom. We totally used our 10% brain power to get <laughs> that done. I, I think I'm going to keep all that in there. Yeah, good. Of, of course. So, it so, shows how dumb we humans are. If John Hodgman was in the role of of um, Morgan Freeman, like, obviously, it would be completely different tonally. Like, it would have a completely different feel to it because of, of who he is. And, like, it just, I, I don't know. I just... At this point in time, I don't remember the argument I was trying to make. But John Hodgman is <laughs> the one we got John Hodgman. If we got John Hodgman, that's the only thing that matters. All is right with the world. <laughs> yes. I know that I would definitely like some of the uh, CH4 so that I could, uh, you know, like right now, not have verbal diarrhea on a podcast. You know, lots of ums and likes and not being able to uh, get my point across when I'm trying to defend, like, wish I was here. <laughs> Something like that, you know, like I—that's when that would come in handy. Yeah, but you also would have no emotional response, so it'd be like the movie was made. Well, it was one hundred and twenty you know, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think Chris and some listeners could argue that I don't have an emotional response sometimes, but uh, um, directed by Luke Besson, starring Scott. Unless Jordan. it's Lucy, then we're just high as a kite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. So, so yeah. Oh, Lucy. <laughs> Lucy. 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 <laughs> I, Lucy, I'm, I'm home. I can't um, wait for yeah. the sequel where she's dancing, called Foot Lucy. <laughs> you like why? Like Foot Lucy is your favorite I film know. to tie in. I keep coming back. Exactly. Here. It's so it's so uh, adaptable. Yeah. But you know what? We uh, I I'm well. I'm gonna mention it now. The French dude was totally a Ricardo. I mean, come on. And I would say she's more of a god in this movie, like a loose almighty. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Although that sounds like the uh, porn version yeah. of... Uh... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> sounds like the porn parody. <laughs> that girl's loose almighty. <laughs> oh, man. Do you, got, do you have one more pun before we go, Steven? <laughs> no, I'm I'm done hating on this movie. Let's have a truce, almighty. Trucey. <laughs> Damn it. 
Uh, all right. Well, Carson, why don't you let loose with your review of Lucy and let us know if you're going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I think this film is a good litmus test to whether or not uh, you enjoy certain movies like this. And I think the question you you can ask someone is, would you enjoy a film where Scarlett Johansson bursts into rainbow sprinkle confetti? If that is the movie for you, then you're going to love Lucy. Um, <laughs> if they kind of look at you all like, huh, like quizzically, like then you're like, all right. Yeah, nah. I, I don't know. I think that's a, I think that may be a, a good litmus test is to see if you are the right person to watch this movie. But uh, other than that, me personally, I'm giving the film a must-see because you should go out and have a great old time with it. Luke Besson is back. <laughs> Steven. I'm... I really am not trying to be the stick in the mud because I'm capable of liking dumb, fun movies, for sure. And even the litmus <laughs> test of would you want to see a film where Scarlett Johansson bursts into confetti? <laughs> yeah, in principle. <laughs> in principle, I would totally be down for that. In my mind, this movie did not establish itself tonally in a way that made me interpret it as dumb fun get high and get along for the ride it felt the like pseudo philosophic undertone of it and all the monologues that were coursing throughout it made me feel like it was a movie that was trying to pretend to seem to mean something (laughs) to someone and the fact that it completely didn't just really really took me out of it i will acknowledge that if if i were to go back and see this where someone had told me dude, you got to check out, this is ridiculous, can you believe these actors did this crazy, stupid movie? <laughs> I would I would probably be approaching it with a different lens than I took it. Uh, and so with that, I will temper my original feeling of the movie, though still, of course, be lower than everyone else here, and I'm going to pass it with a caveat, where the caveat is, if you are looking for a very dumb B-movie, and you know that you like that, you would empirically, I guess, enjoy it. And maybe even I would enjoy it in a world where more or less of my brain capacity were being used. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> at at 10.40 p.m. on Friday night, this movie was not for me. <laughs> so pass with the caveat. Caveat being people clearly have fun with it. And I must not be people. <laughs> Chris. Although, although, quick question. Quick question. If you had seen this in your usual uh, kabuki theater where you were to, able to consume alcohol while watching it, do you think you would have cha- your opinion would I have changed? I don't know, because I had already... I had been to a comedy show right before this and had a oh, couple so you're drinks, already so I was, like, I was in a good mood. I was, not in a, <laughs> I was not in a mood to hate on something. I don't know that I, it would I, change. I, I also I mean, can't I imagine say, kabuki showing it, though maybe they are. <laughs> I say that half-jokingly, but also... Just wondering. I, I will say there's probably a mood. This is not the bad movie I expected. Like I, I thought it was going to be something where it's it's bad in a boring, stale, done to death kind of way, or a like uh, fake science bursting throughout it. <laughs> and instead, what I got was v- very interesting in its like chaos. Uh, and even if I I did not like it, I don't. 
I don't think you'll regret the time you spent with it in the way that many, many movies that are blandly ridiculous. Right. It's not an average. You. No, it, it's not a bland it, movie. It's not sure. normal. <laughs> Definitely. I think, <laughs> I think more people in my audience would have liked it if it had been Transcendence. Hmm. I really was not getting a warm vibe from the packed theater upon the end of this movie. Not one they person. Just did not, they, not one person not know how to handle it. Not one person did anything to indicate like we liked it. They were all just kind of like, "What? What?" Well, I mean, I wouldn't expect someone to clap Lucy. I mean, it's not Boyhood. Well, but... in, in in my theater, somebody stood up at the end and yelled, "Just like Shutter Island." <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had that callback in a long time. Damn. So, for for new listeners of the show, that's uh, you, that's a, you a long go way time back for callback. that one. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, since <laughs> since Stephen was gracious enough to temper his disgust for this film, I'll temper my excitement just a tiny bit because, to be honest, I cannot objectively state that if this wasn't Luke Besson, Scarlett Johansson, and Morgan Freeman, that I would celebrate this film as much as I am. Um, so I will I will knock this down one tiny little peg to a reckoner with a caveat and just say that if you saw the, if you saw the trailer for this film and you just thought f yeah sign me the hell up because I'm gonna watch the shit out of this movie then this movie will deliver on exactly what you expected it to. Um, if you saw the trailer and went like, eh, Black Widow getting actual powers and uh, having crappy science that doesn't make sense, I'm not interested in that. Uh, if you're the comic this... book guy from The Simpsons, you wouldn't be interested. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be interested in this. Um, but for everyone else, just like, you know, you, 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 I had a great ass time watching it, and um, I, I wish that... As far as the things that come out that aren't good, I wish there was more things that were of this type of not good than just not being good, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, this movie totally kicks Captain America in the butt. <laughs> totally. Uh, anyways. Captain America, Captain America 2, that is. Not the first one. Okay. At but least come on, know, Chris, at least come we know on. where you stand. We know Chris is totally teetering on a must see, though. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> no. you're, you can go there if you want. I won't be upset. No, no, <laughs> for me, it was must see, for sure, without a doubt. For other people, like, I, I would feel bad telling everybody this is a must see, them going to see it and being like, dude, that movie was what Steven said it was. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know. So that that's my only real caveat. So I'm just, you know, since, since Steven was willing to budge, I'm willing to, to budge a little. So. I appreciate you that. Have it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to help, man. Now out. I probably need to see this movie again. Ah, uh, oh, damn <laughs> it! <laughs> well, don't worry. You'll probably see it on a few planes. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure I'm it'll, sure come it'll up. be on a plane ride. But uh, yeah, that is this review of Lucy. So uh, Carson, if people are going to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Stephen, uh, you can go to twitter.com/sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can go to TheSpoilerWarning.com to find a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to figure out when all these episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com. You can use the contact form on our website. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from some sort of exploding blue light <laughs> show. Um, like probably we'll throw in the Main Street Electrical Parade. Uh, <laughs> <I was> just, <laughs> maybe a little Breaking Bad theme. Okay, so I have so, a little thought experiment for you. What okay. if the films we reviewed today had swapped directors 
<laughs> what would the Richard Linkletter version of Lucy and the Luke Besson version of Boyhood have looked like? I don't um, know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Richard Linklater has never made an action film, so I would be interested to see that. Attempting to even process that in my head just dropped my brain capacity down to zero. I, I feel like Lucy, the whole movie would have been the Skype call between her and Morgan Freeman discussing the ramifications <laughs> of using exactly. your brain. She, she actually goes up 5% of brain capacity every year and just keeps checking in on her. And she, it doesn't explain what her next power will be. She's just doing that, and you're like, oh, cool, I guess it's been some no, time. No, but you don't see her do it. She just mentions <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right, Today I yeah, threw a bunch she, of cards. She's discussing the ethical nature of using her power to control the, the, other there, human there, beings and taking away no their right title, to free will. There's no title cards that say uh, what percentage she's at. And, and yeah. every piece of dialogue, she would say, like, oh, today I can throw cards. And then he'd be like, yeah, I know what you mean. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. <laughs> about what I, about what Dude, I would do I, if I could throw cards. Let's kickstart this movie right now. No, the, the, the best thing would be like at, at, it's the character from Boyhood sitting in the car next to Scarlett Johansson, and he's like he's like talking about the things we could do to change global warming, and Scarlett's just sitting there thinking like, I could just change it. Dude, I'm ready to kickstart my uh, documentary called Just Like Shutter Island that uh, focuses on all the films that are just like Shutter Island. I, I totally forgot about that dude who stood up, or not stood up, but like turned to his friends and was like, I totally I, forgot about that. That's so That was so funny. What, one of these days, what I should do is any film that ends in a similar, similar way to just like Shutter Island, I should be five, four, three, two, and then just stand up and say that and hope that like somebody else in this, <laughs> the theater well, says it too. I'm like, but yeah, it was that funny. Guy. But it was funny because Inception did not end like, sh- like Shutter Island at all. It only <laughs> yeah, had yeah, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio in it. That was the only connection, guy. Yeah. Well, the connection is that you see credits before you see the answer to the question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, is really the only connection. I so yeah. ACOD was also just like Shutter Island. Many <laughs> other movies. Well, you know what? That 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 same dude also said like, "What? Nothing at the end of the credits?" Like he was expecting Nick Fury to show up or something. I don't know. <laughs> I guess he. I guess every movie now he he goes to see Boyhood and he's just like, "What? No Avengers queue? <laughs> this movie." He, he, he just really wants uh, Nick Fury to drown the rest of the Avengers in a sea while, <laughs> while his husband cries on the shore. Now, what would you have thought if Boyhood had been like a... Uh... He's like, the Hulk was in Shutter Island, come on. I'm Sorry, go I'm, ahead. I'm totally blanking on the name of the movie now. What, what was the... Um... Damn it, why am I forgetting this? We're going to do this Hodgman. again. John Hodgman. I, I, I'm thinking, well, what's the movie that came out a couple years ago? Uh, where it's a bunch of kids that are making a movie and then it turns into like an alien. Super 8. Oh, Super 8. Super 8, yeah. 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 yeah, what if Boyhood had been one of those where like around year number three, weird <laughs> weird things started happening? I would, I would watch I that think movie I, too. I think I would have liked it. That would yeah. be cool. But, it, but yeah. it would have to also be found footage. <laughs> so it's 12 years of found footage film stitched together. <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, technically Boyhood has a very documentary-like feel. Kind of, yeah. But not yeah. found footage in the way that Earth to Echo is found footage, which I finally saw, by the way, and I agree with Chris, <laughs> just like I envisioned, that movie was ass. Thank you. Yes. It was complete and total garbage. Yep. Just gotta, just gotta throw it out there, you know? I'm gonna say... Un- unlike, I, unlike Lucy. I, I like Lucy more <laughs> than I like Wish I Was Here. Yay! I, Yay! I, I did too. I mean, I can't fault you that. Mm. Yeah. 
Mandy Patinkin aside. <laughs> no, even even including Patinkin. What if he was the one that that ingested the uh, the CH? <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> manically laughing like the crackhead in this movie. His he cancer would have gone away. He, he uses his 100% brain capacity to to force Zach Braff to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> and all is what if Zach Braff is the older version of the kid from Boyhood? That would make oh, sense. Oh man, that would have been crazy. Awesome. That'd be pretty 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 good connection. All right, well, we've been rambling on for quite a while, so what do you say we take off, guys? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Thank you guys all for listening, and you can catch our review of Boyhood in the feed in about uh, probably the day after this episode comes up. So check that out, and we will see you guys next week. Later. <laughs>